My next guest, not just a great sports lady, but listen, folks, if you followed my career 25 years, you know one thing about me. I got balls. I don't care. And uh, anybody who takes on, I believe, the bureaucracy in, in, in an attempt to make it right is a hero. So Sage Steele is that. Here she is making her debut on this program, Sage Steele. Sage, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. And, by the way, when when you someone says their favorite song is Let's Groove Tonight, Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, we're totally aging ourselves if that's our favorite I know. song, right? I and know. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. No, me too. I don't care. I'm, I'm afraid to even ask my 15-year-old son or 19-year-old daughter what their favorite song is. You know, by the way, hey, Lewis, isn't there a big concert this summer? Earth, Wind, and Fire in, like, August? Or is that, am I confusing that with Chicago? No, I think they are touring. Yeah, uh, yeah. they Unf- are. Unfortunately, Maurice White, who passed away, is not going to be. Oh, that's right, right. yeah. But Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey, who did all yep. those great songs, and Phil Collins is still there, yeah. So, uh, Sage, for folks, because, again, this is mostly politics. I do do a lot of sports on this show, being I was weird on WFAN here in New York, and I'm still a sports guy to a certain extent. But this station is really a political station. They may not know your whole history. How does a smart, beautiful sports lady at ESPN all of a sudden no longer work at ESPN? What was the history? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How much time do you have? (laughs) Um, Well, okay. First of all, I'm going to start off by saying that um, I love what you do. I love what you guys do. And the reason why I wanted to come on is because you guys are patriots. You get it. And you don't need, nobody has to agree on everything, but it's just to, to be respectful and kind and the diversity of thought. That's everything for me. And, and I come from a military background. You know, my dad went to West Point. He might have actually broke the color barrier. The first black man ever to play varsity football at West Point. Is that right? Yes. 1966. He was a stud. He was uh, all American East West Shrine game. He was actually drafted by the Detroit Lions back when they had 17 rounds in the NFL draft. Yeah. But even though they knew, the Lions knew he had to fulfill that five-year military obligation, which turned out to be 23, and he's a retired colonel, and my dad is my hero and my best friend. So that's oh. where my principle comes from, even though <laughs> sometimes it's harder to um, to stand true to that, right, when, when that's who you are, because it gets scary. When the you-know-what hits the fan, what are you going to do? Are you going to you know, stand up, at least try to discuss it, have conversations with your bosses in my case, um, try to make change, beg, 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 or are you just going to go silent again, which I had my entire life. Mm. And at some point it mm. gets tiring. Mm. And, and I had to look myself in the mirror. So the story is basically I was, I was, I was silenced from my views. Um, I went on a podcast with former Bears quarterback Jay Cutler, uh, the podcast is now defunct, but I'd like to thank my uh, big mouth put him on the map that day. <laughs> um, my God. He never thanked me, though. The dude should have thanked me before he ran off uh, hunting in the woods. He's got all fine. kinds of girl issues and um, Miami Dolphin issues, but he's fine. He made a lot of money, so he'll be okay. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, people are like, oh, my God. I go, no, no, no. I said what I said, and I would say it again. Here, here's the thing. I went on his podcast because a publicist friend of his said, hey, he'd had like two shows. We need a woman. Would you come? I was like, absolutely. I'd never even met him, but sure. And, hey, his research team did their homework and and picked out three topics that I'd been outspoken on in the past years prior. Um, And the first one was about women in sports and kind of the evolution of it and how I experienced it. I graduated from college in 1995. 
So, you know, like pre internet, <laughs> right. um, black and white film, right? No, pre internet and, and, and where it was just a different world. And so I was always the only female in a locker room in an NBA locker room in an NFL locker room for a long time. And, um, I have strong opinions on, on women and professionalism, um, while going in there and with your elbows out and making room for yourselves, you know, and I also right. am a mother of three with two daughters who clothes matter. I always say women were really smart. We know what we're wearing. We know why we know when, so don't be surprised if people look at you when you're wearing that into a locker room. I'll always say it doesn't mean men can't be better, shouldn't be better, but women are smart and we're responsible too. That blew me up. Number two, he asked me about race um, and why it's important to me to be uh, called biracial if asked or if I'm filling out a census or something. In twenty fourteen I went on the view with Barbara with the crew Whoopi and Barbara Walters and um Barbara Walters had a huge problem with the fact that I said I was biracial, not black. Barack oh, Obama please. president at the time. Yeah. Um and she's like, Well the president does and I said, please. Well congratulations to the president. Yeah. He it's interesting. He has a um he you know was raised by a white mother and a white grandmother. His black father was nowhere to be found. There's a book right. about it, but you do you. I'm going to do me. And um, <laughs> I said it's important for me to be called biracial because I love my white mom as much as my black dad. Pretty sure my white mom was there when I was born that day. <laughs> and I, I'm i like, wh- why wouldn't I celebrate the diversity of my family? That got me canceled. And then the third thing was being forced to take a vaccine right. um, to, to, com- to, to maintain my right. job at ESPN and Disney. And I, and I had to do it to keep my job. But I said it was sick. Disney didn't like it. I got suspended. The rest is history when I stood up for myself. By the way, my beautiful wife, Danielle, who I mentioned right before I brought you on, is also biracial, black father, mm-hmm. white mother. My children, my Hi, two Danielle. beautiful kids, yes, Ava and Gabriel are part black. And uh, I maintain that biracial women are the prettiest women in the world because they got the best of everything. Um, We're all mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, you know, I remember I was uh, used to cover the Giants for FAN. I did their pre- and post-game shows and the whole Lisa Olsen, Zeke Mowat thing from way back yeah. when. But, you know, I know that you've also been pretty outspoken about uh, males acting as if they were females competing in female yeah. sports. And, and look, uh, for some reason... When I eviscerated Colin Kaepernick and others and others for kneeling during the national anthem, for some reason, a reason stayed still. That became a racial thing. It was never racial for me. I, I don't care if you're white or black. When you kneel during the national anthem to your father, for example, he is a hero. God bless him. You're spitting right in his face. But if I'm a white guy and I say that, I'm a racist. I'm not okay with that. Listen, you're you're absolutely right, but I, you know, it's funny. I just tweeted to my dear friend Michelle Tafoya, who I absolutely love. I love her too. Um, yes, she's yep. as classy as yep. they get, and the best at her job probably ever. Um, a job that's much harder than people realize. And I just tweeted at, at at my girl Michelle just because she was asking Mark Lamont Hill why he said they must hire a black woman as the next president of Harvard. Um, and I just tweeted, like, listen, you, you can't have conversations with people like Mark because they want racism to remain. It's way too profitable for them to stop the BS. And so um, to me, it's a waste of time to have a conversation. I, I, that's why I don't engage on Twitter with those people, because um, they're useless in my life if they are trying to make this country worse, which is and they're doing a, a good job of it right now. I got in trouble. Um, my first, like, real social media blow up um, was in 20. Well, right after Trump was elected in 2016, and I and I said something about Mike Evans, the awesome Buccaneers receiver who I really like, um, 
he was, you know, kneeling, which, you know, I don't agree with it, but that is their right. Um, but afterwards, he was asked why he was kneeling, and he just thought it was a disgrace that Trump was elected. Oh, by the way, he didn't vote. So I <laughs> ripped on I, – I retweeted something that ESPN had tweeted yeah, and ripped yeah. on him. And because I am a woman of color, because I'm black, um, because I'm biracial, call me whatever it is. He's biracial as well, I think, Mike Evans. I'm not allowed – to criticize him. I am a sellout in all the names that I'm called on a daily basis that yeah. I can't repeat on your radio show. Sure you can. Because, because yeah. if you have, if you are. Here you can, by the way, Sage. I'm not ESPN. Well, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> well, but the words are, are gross to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I got a potty mouth at times, but there's certain words that I will never of use. Of course. And it's, it's coming from, they're, they're, they're just ugly, ugly comments that black people use against other black people when you don't fall in line, right. which to me is the biggest, one of the biggest problems that no one touches on, right? Is, is, so if we're trying to make this country better and, and as African-Americans, as black people, but then if one black person doesn't believe like they quote unquote should, they're a racist, they're a sellout, they're a coon, they're all of these things. Are you, are you kidding me? And so that is so divisive, but people are afraid to talk about that part. It's such a double yeah. standard, and I just refuse to be silent about it anymore because I love our country too much, and I think the diversity of it yeah. is what makes us great. But when we tear each other down for thinking differently, that actually is so insulting. It's like, oh, all people with black skin must believe the same, must vote the same, must act the same, must marry the same. Well, that You're making it sound like we're stupid and can't think for ourselves. It's embarrassing. <laughs> 